Hey, super wide listeners. Thank you for tuning in to episode five of the podcast. Sorry, this is going up a little bit late today. We're actually on the road all day yesterday, driving from Los Angeles back up to Oregon. And so um, this is basically how the podcast was being recorded while we were driving. This episode is a special one. It's actually a question that was sent to me from Taylor from the dedicated number two to the incarcerated page on Instagram, which you actually you can actually find her on there. Um, this is a question that I shared with Christopher, aka Big Wino. We had a conversation about it, and I just want you to tune in and see what that question was. And let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts. Send me some feedback if you have any other questions or any concerns or anything like that that you'd like for us to cover. And once again, thank you for listening to the podcast. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to episode five of the Super Wide Podcast. This is Teresita, aka Lee Goddess. And I am back on with you this week. And who are you, sir? I am Chris. A.K.A. Big Wino. And we're doing kind of an impromptu um, episode here because we're driving. We're on the road right now from L.A. driving back to Oregon. Uh, We had a little mini work vacay that we'll be talking about a little bit later. But um, podcast is going to be a little bit late tonight but we just wanted to do kind of chit chat uh this question actually comes from taylor from the instagram page dedicated to the incarcerated which is two is the letter two so you could find her on instagram and she asks she asked what was the hardest part about being a like what was the hardest thing about being a part while i was in prison and you were out here from both of our perspectives so you being in there and me being out here yes so would you like me to go first you want you want to go first you go first okay so me personally the most difficult thing for me to deal with while being with someone who is locked up was everything had a limit right so letters had a limit so if you were mailing a letter out you could really only fit like six pages folded up into a letter with one stamp and mail it out and that was like so you had to kind of keep in my mind it was you had a limit to what you could say and uh so I started trying to find ways to make it last longer so I'd have to type them to make the font smaller or write smaller um you couldn't really send any scented things or or you could only send real photos but you couldn't send any like drawings or paintings or anything so everything was really limited and then also phone time talking on the phone it would get cut off anywhere between 15 to 20 minutes depending on uh, what facility you were in so you could get really deep into a conversation and then you would get interrupted by that annoying voice operator voice telling you you had 60 seconds left or whatever so you could be like deep into a serious conversation and it would get cut off and if you had phone time or the money to call back sometimes even in that midst of you waiting 
for the callback, the conversation isn't really the same after it's been interrupted. No matter how much you try to reconnect or re get back to revisit, that point, yeah, revisit that point. It's it's almost like that break almost broke concentration, and you're almost like, what was I saying? What was I talking about? What was like? Where was my mind in that moment? So it interrupts where you're at there, and then also when the tablets became available. We could communicate more, but also to send a message, you only had like 3,000 characters. Including spaces and and punctuation. Right. So everything just had a limit. Everything had a time limit. You You knew like no matter at what time you could get cut off. And it almost gave you anxiety to wanna talk about really important things. So for me personally, I feel like there's a lot of things that we didn't really dive super deep into because we were just afraid that it wouldn't get resolved and then it would just be this thing that we would have to shelf to deal with later on and and so there was a lot of things that we couldn't really get as as deep into until we had our visits which even then you know were so far in between because I lived in a different state. I was living in Arizona, you were in Colorado, so I wasn't able to do the visits as much as we wanted to because it was an 11 hour drive, you know? Yeah. But the other side of it is because I was out of state, we were able to do special visits, which would be like eight hour visits. Right. But even then, a part of us was like, do we want to get into this super deep stuff and almost like make it uncomfortable and sometimes it was hard to talk about deep stuff because I was just so excited that you were there right and I was so happy that you were there it's hard to like think of anything else but like holding your hand or looking at you or just kind of being like silly with you and right and you didn't want to like ruin the moment by by being like hey let's talk about this stuff that we didn't really talk so I feel I feel like that's something that that we worked on once you got out. We were able to really hash and work on a lot of stuff. But being in, I feel like you don't want to ruin those sweet and precious moments when you get to talk to someone. Um, you know, when we get to talk to each other, you almost don't want to ruin it by, by bringing up those things that you want to keep it sweet, right? Which really isn't realistic, but I feel like we try to stay positive as much as possible, which isn't always realistic to do all the time, but I feel like both you and I tried to keep our, our positive faces on and not to say it was always the right thing to do, but I felt like I was always trying to be be the strong one and be like yeah I got it everything's good over here and I feel like you kind of did the same thing where you're like yep I got it I'm doing because we both didn't want to worry each other and we are both just trying to not make the other person stress out because we already had to deal with so much stuff on our plate already and then when we did get into those moments where it got kind of dark and deep and serious it was almost like we got a little, I would say, 
almost, I, I don't know what the word, but I guess we got really kind of loose with the spending of the money for talking on the phone and, and things because we wanted so badly to resolve the issue that you would go through almost all your phone time if I was having a bad day or if I was stressed out. Yeah. You know, you would just keep calling back until I was okay. And then next thing you know, we're like, shit, we just went through, I don't know how much phone time. I don't know when you're going to get more phone time. Cause I'm, I was between like paychecks or, or you were between getting your like state pay and we're just like shit. So sometimes we get carried away in these hard moments. And I feel like that's the other reason why we're just like, man, maybe I shouldn't bring this up because I don't want him to spend all this phone time worrying about this. So, me personally, I would put, like, my happy face on and just not let you know the stressful stuff going on, even though you would always ask me all the time, please tell me that stuff because it makes me feel like I can do something or I can be there for you. You know, it makes me feel closer if I know how you're So, you're, you're lying doing. to me? I wouldn't say lying. I would say, like, the white lies, right? Like... If I had a really bad day at work and I was stressed out or if I had a bad customer or I was feeling down that day, I wanted to sound positive for you on the phone because I knew if I let you know I was having a bad day or if I was feeling emotional or or whatever, you may go through your phone time way more quickly and not have it available for when you really needed to talk to me about something that was important whether it be like paperwork you needed for parole or you know what I mean like those important things that we would have to get done so yeah there was times where I wasn't always upfront about how bad my day was or how you know because I just always wanted to stay positive remember it exactly that way myself but I mean I kind of I do remember it that way and I don't remember it that way I do remember like I didn't ever try to hide anything like bad or good some things I wouldn't say because the phone calls are recorded and the letters are read by staff so there were things that I didn't say and I didn't right because that would jeopardize like myself and possibly people that were around me and because of that I didn't want to explain certain activities that were occurring around me even though they were like kind of important stories in my life at that moment so I would keep those kind of things from you but only because I didn't want to put anyone else at jeopardy that might have been doing you know things that they weren't really supposed to be doing or if I was doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing I would I would kind of like um pull back on on what was happening and not explain to you fully like the situation and then like as far as hearing from you like I think the biggest thing that kept us kind of apart I guess 
while we were apart is the financial situation because it costs so much money. Like, I know that probably the people listening, besides the prison wives and, and prisoners and prison husbands, like, they understand that although a stamp is only 49 cents, those fuckers add up, man. Like, $20 in stamps ain't shit. That's like, like 10 maybe stamps or something like that, you know? Like, what is that? Like, a book of $20 worth of stamps is not very much. That You'll go through that in, like, a week or two. So, like, and that's that's just stamps alone. That doesn't include the paper that you got to buy, the pens you got to buy. And you are buy- and you can only buy those on commissary on our end. So, that that's money that we just don't have because, you know, you're getting paid. If you're lucky, you got an industry job where you're getting paid a dollar a day in the state that I was in. And if you're, like... A majority of the inmates there, you're making 67 to 87. They bump this pay up to 87 cents a day for 20 days max. You don't get any credit after 20 days. So, if a pen costs you, you know, 27 cents for a pen, and you're making 87 cents a day, you know, that's that's a good chunk of money. And then paper on top of that cost, and then envelopes cost, and then stamps cost. So, like the the money really does add up. And then when it comes to phone calls, it's even freaking worse. Because the phone calls are like, they even like, while I was in there, like the phone calls got cut in half because they didn't charge that $2 connection fee all of a sudden. But the calls were still like $2.50 for 15 to 20 minutes. And those calls freaking add up, especially when you think when you're having a serious conversation with someone, it could take up to an hour on a good conversation if you're lucky, you know, to, to try to resolve any type of issue or emotions or feelings and and that's not just like feelings between me and you but that's feelings like that you might be having about your day at work you might want to vent about your day at work and we just don't have the time to do that because we have a 20 minute phone call if if I'm not on lockdown or if there's like not a million things occurring in the facility controlled environment and then you on your end having to have the time to have you know, to talk to me while life is going on around you and responsibilities of the life are happening. It's, it's time was very precious. And, um, so the letters to me were like really important because like in the letters, we couldn't always like resolve everything in a letter, but you could get deeper in a letter. You can tell me how your day was and I can tell you, and I could write you back about you know how I felt about maybe what I could do to help or whatever and and my thing was like I always wanted to try to be helpful like while I was in there you know I always want and that was the hardest thing is like when you would go through your tough times and when you would go through your stresses and your struggles and I just couldn't like I simply just be there to hug you while you were going through hard times like while I knew I could hear it in your voice and I could feel it over the phone or in the letters and I just couldn't be there to just like even if it's something that you had to go through on your own I couldn't be there to like be a shoulder to cry on or just be someone to like just lean on just for that moment physically like not even sexually physically but just physically to know that like look I love you and I'm here for you and I believe in you and I'm rooting you on and like you know hug and pat on the butt you know like let me, you know, let me show you that physically that that just was didn't exist. Yeah. And it was and that sucked for me to not be able to like if I would hear you cry or if I would hear you going through something, 
I would just so badly want to try to help, you know, and, and I couldn't help. And so it just, it sucked. But at the, on the other end, I felt like you were so tough and you were so strong and you were so brave. And like, so when those moments did happen where like that emotion came out, it was, it was almost worse because I was like, man, she's, she's not like this very often. So it must be serious for her to feel this way right now. And, and, and I can't do anything about it, you know? And for us, it was even more difficult because we were in separate states. So it's not like she could just come visit me on the weekend and, and we can, I could hold your hand through it. Or I could just at least, you know, give you the little hug that you get before and after the visit and the kiss before and after the visit. And, you know, just the little, little things that you can sneak in while you're, while you're in the visitation, you know? Right. And, um, cause like, and what I mean by sneak in is we figured out at one facility that during, they have bathroom breaks every so often. And during the bathroom break, you're allowed to get up. And if you're allowed to get up, you're allowed to give a hug, go to the, you know, go to the bathroom, come back from the bathroom give another hug and kiss so it was like another way to like get more physical affection you know what i mean and not every place would do that like some places if you got up out of the seat the visit was over yeah you know even on an eight hour visit you know like the visit would be over and um so it was like it was we would try to find little ways like that to to go around it but to the question like what was the hardest thing being apart like the first thing that comes to mind is the physical touch like because that's the one thing that you're most deprived of you're deprived of physical touch and like you have that that yearning and that emotion I do I had that yearning and emotion like I wanted to kiss her I fantasized about being with her I fantasized about you know like being with her sexually I fantasized about just holding her hand and like going on a walk I fantasized about like like just running my like having her on my lap so I can run my hands through her hair and like you know just grabbing her butt just like not like in a sexual way but you know just Playfully. playfully yeah just being playfully affectionate you know and um and that was like a huge huge thing that like most I think I would say affected me because like I feel like as a as a man like that's um it it, it's very it's it's like a big deal for for me as a man to have that physical touch and I don't I don't I don't know if everyone's like that every every dude's like that but I know you know physical touch is like that's even like my love language is like the touch so like it was very important to me to I, I needed I wanted that very badly that was very hard for me to not have with her um and I think honestly like letters kind of helped that out and and us discussing things helped that out because we would talk about sex and we would write about sex and we would talk about affection and what kind of affection she liked and was acceptable to her and what was like things that was not you know acceptable to her what she doesn't like about certain things and um but those conversations led into a lot of places that were like playful and funny, but also serious and like got into history, right? Like we, we discussed our first times and like 
what that was like for us and some of it was good and some of it was bad past relationships and so as we discuss those things um we learn from each other and we learn to like respect each other's boundaries and what each other's boundaries were and to be honest it's funny because while we're in there we had different expectations and boundaries and now that we're out here i feel like those boundaries and expectations have kind of changed a little bit yeah they're a lot different now yeah and um but i would say like the biggest you know hardest part for me was that physical affection um losing that physical affection and not being able to say everything that was going on in my life because i was in a a prison state and in a prison mind state you cannot say certain things and i know that there's and i actually i kind of want to say this to the prison wives and girlfriends that are out there if you got a man who's saying some things like that that are like for instance against the rules and clearly against the rules and everyone knows and he's saying it in a letter and he's saying it on a phone conversation then he's either not doing it so he's lying to you from the beginning or he's really putting people at risk and himself like himself mostly at risk and in jeopardy so i would like i i know that you want to know everything that's going on behind the scenes but they do read those letters and they do listen to those phone calls and i know that for a fact because we've had letters sent to us that were already ripped open and things taken out of them or you never got them or or i never got letters or she never got letters so you got to understand your mail and your phone calls they're being listened to even if you don't think that they're important things that are you know what i mean and i would just really just kind of emphasize that you want i understand that everybody wants to be i want to be 100% transparent with my with my lady i wanted to let her know everything but there was things that i just couldn't let her know until i was out right and um i feel like that was very difficult too cuz in a way i felt like almost like i was keeping a secret and i didn't like that feeling and i would try to hint to her things but it's not like you know you don't you're not a criminal so you don't like you're not catching the same exact hints like you're not reading between these lines cuz you don't how could you you know it's a whole nother language and it's a whole nother world in there and it's just it's more difficult you know it's just more difficult to you want to stay safe but at the same time you know at when you're in jail when you're in prison like that things are occurring around you that are not supposed to be happening all around you because like something as simple as sneaking uh, a bell pepper out of the kitchen could get you put on lockdown it could get you a write-up it could get your parole set back like because you want you know you want a bell pepper to put with your food so you can have some kind of semblance of normalcy in in that situation and um so a lot of things like that happens I, i i don't want you to think that like your man's out there doing like horrible terrible things i mean it could be seriously as simple as as you know taking food out of the chow hall and bringing it to their room like that could get you in significant trouble depending on what for facility you're at right um or you know some facilities you're not allowed to be in the, another uh inmate cell and like you might accidentally just kind of not really be thinking about it and walk in an inmate cell or whatever like those things as insignificant and stupid as they they are which i mean if you live in that situation you realize how crazy that is but those things can hurt people you know they can get people in trouble and those could be serious repercussions so not being able to tell her what was happening with me all the time sucked 
And there would be sometimes that I would actually, I would slip up and, and say things that I wasn't, that I was like, ah, oh, man, I, why did I say that? And I, and I would be stressed out like, shit, I just said some dumb shit on the phone or I just wrote that letter. I hope it doesn't get intercepted. And it really wasn't that serious to the people outside of jail. But in the world of being in prison, it's not like everything all of a sudden is amplified and 10 times more serious because they have their security protocols for whatever reason. And so I'd say physical touch and just not being able to be totally transparent was really hard. I feel like our answers are pretty much the same, except mine was just not being able to be 100 percent transparent because of the limited time yeah that we had to talk about things is is there's some times where i i chose personally not to get into something because i knew it was going to take up a lot of time that we could have been you know enjoying talking about other things right you know what i mean and so i feel like it's similar just for different reasons you know yours was more for safety purposes and mine is just because you know time was time was special to me time was important to me and I didn't want to waste it on even though you wanted to hear everything yeah. there's moments where I was like I didn't want to waste it on petty shit that I knew tomorrow I was going to be okay with you know what I mean like in that moment sure I would have been having a bad day but the next day I knew it would have it would have been an afterthought so to me, it was like picking, kind of like how they say pick your pick battles, your battle. like yeah. pick, pick what you really want to talk about. But if I knew it was going to be petty and I, would, I didn't really need to be talking about it the next day, then I just wouldn't bring it up because it was just a fleeting feeling or a fleeting moment. And a lot of times just getting a call from you on the phone would cheer me up anyways, and I would be in a better place Yeah. just from hearing your voice. And then I wasn't really thinking about the bad day that I had with work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think another thing that was hard for me was while you were out here, like living life, a hard thing for me, like to hear would be that you didn't want to go out and experience life. Almost like sometimes I felt like it was almost like my fault. Like if there was a uh, opportunity to go and enjoy something like karaoke nights or going out with your girlfriends and you and you saying like you trying to avoid those situations or like um christmases or birthday parties not you so much avoiding those but like not being able to be there for those you know what i mean like it it sucked not being able to enjoy life with you and but at the same time i wanted you to enjoy everything in life because i felt like you were enjoying it for me like for the both of us you know not just not just you but go out there and have a good time so you could tell me about the good time that you had right and um and that was hard too because i i really did want you to go out and have a good time 110 percent wanted you and i love to hear about it and i love seeing the pictures and stuff um but on the other end inside i was just thinking man i i so wish i could have been there and i could have been the one dancing with you or i could have been the one doing the karaoke song with you or just being silly with you or going to your you know going 
to your friend's house to go eat the Asian food while he's like talking about doing, you know, opening a restaurant or, you know what I mean? Like actually being there to experience those cool things that you were going through. I I wish I could have been there so much. And that was really hard. But it was even harder when I would hear you like tell me, no, I'll wait for you to get out and then we'll do it together when you could have done it then. Because I knew you were doing that and saying that out of love. But I also knew that, like, I also was like, don't, please do not be locked up in here with me. I know that I'm locked up in here and I know it's not easy for you, but I do not want you to be locked up in here because this is the worst place in the world. And I don't want you to be in the worst place in the world with me. I'd rather you be in the happiest place on the planet than be in the worst place in the world. Like, and so I hated that. I hated that feeling, you know? Yeah, and it's hard finding the balance because there were moments where I would be doing that and then I noticed that I missed a call from you. And I know a lot of prison wives and prison girlfriends know that feeling. That's like the worst feeling. You almost feel guilty that you are doing something that, you know, equates to like freedom, right? Like doing something fun or whatever and then looking down and realizing you missed a call and then you just feel like shit. You just feel like terrible that you missed that call because you don't know when that next, it's not guaranteed that you're going to get another one that same day or the, the next day, or, you know, if they're going to be on lockdown and it's going to be another week or two weeks before you hear from them again. So every call missed is like the worst feeling ever. So a lot of times you just customize yourself to like, you get cut, you get accustomed to just not doing stuff at a particular time of day or week because you know you're going to get a call. And I know that's not like the most healthy way to look about it, but when you make a priority to be there with somebody and you, you know, like if there's any type of schedule, if you can have any type, like you try to be available because you understand how important those phone calls are, not just for you. Mm -hmm. I knew the phone calls were important to you, but they were important to me too. So anytime I missed it, I was just like devastated, you know? And so a lot of times I would just pass on, you know, doing the movie thing or, you know, experiencing birthday parties, like you were saying, Yeah, you know? And that's, in my in my percep like perspective, I know that not every inmate is the same. Like some inmates would be really like just upset, you know, if you missed the call or whatever. But I was never like that because I, I always in my mind I always kept the perspective that if you didn't answer the phone, it's because you were busy. You had things going on out there, and there would be another call. There would be another time for me to get a hold of you, and I would get a hold of you. And I can always feel secure in knowing that. I'm going to get a hold of you eventually. You know what I mean? And if it was important, I would kind of, I would be a little bit more persistent that day in calling if I felt there was something important I needed to say. But for the most part, I always understood that I'm in a privileged position by you even answering the call for me. And the fact that you even answer the call or write a letter back to me was so special that nothing you could have done at that point would have been rude or wrong or 
would have really upset me because I felt like I was more of an inconvenience on your life because you're taking all this extra time out of your schedule and your day to like to be a part of my life when I can't even do nothing for you. Right. And um and so but I know that not all inmates are like that because I was locked up with people that weren't like that. And I, I really honestly I feel bad for people that have like that asshole motherfucker on the phone that's like yelling at him and shit. Like I would get mad at those dudes. Remember I would talk to you about that. Yeah. And I wasn't the only one. There's a whole group of inmates that are just like they hear they hear a, a dude talking to his mom or his lady or his family and yelling at them for not doing something for them like they're entitled to it and like people want to beat that fool's ass because there's dudes in there that have nobody right and and for anybody to just freaking acknowledge like because a lot of dudes that are in prison they were some pieces of shit on the streets they were some real fucking assholes. Maybe they were drug addicts and they stole from their family. Maybe they, they fucking mistreated their wives or maybe they mistreated their kids. But those people are still standing with you. Like, you're not in prison. For, a majority of dudes ain't in prison because they're good people. There are uh, there are people that are good. You know what I mean? But a lot of them who have that kind of attitude were assholes to begin with, in my opinion. And that's just my opinion. This is, you know, don't, don't take it as a gospel because it's not like for everybody. But in my opinion, if you if you're inside and you're treating your people like that, I can only imagine what you're doing to your people when you're outside. Right. When you don't have people listening on your phone calls and you don't have uh, people controlling your life and you're free to just go off on the people that you love. It would really upset a lot of people in there. Right. You know, I mean, but at the same time, you got to mind. We mind our business. We don't really say much unless you know that person. And then you can interject because you're you know, you have that relationship with somebody. But to be honest, I didn't even hang out with people like that yeah. because I didn't want to know people like that. So I kind of felt, I feel I feel bad for the prison wives that have to deal with dudes like that. And honestly, I would seriously suggest if you have someone like that in your life, you have an inmate in, in, like that in your life, you pretty much just lay it down for him. Look, you got yourself there, homie. Like you're you're the reason you're there. Even if you even if you're not guilty, you got yourself there somehow. And no one else is responsible for that but them. And if they cannot understand that, they're still not ready to be out. They're still not ready. They're in their mind. They're already messed up. So I know this is going way off topic right now. I apologize for that. But I, I see. I it's just something that was something that really bothered me in there. And that's and back to the point of by you answering the call, it was so special to me that. It didn't matter if you missed some calls and I and I know that it hurts you that it that if you would, you know. But I I would just say to the prison wives that are out there that are experiencing that feeling, like we understand like what you're going through. We understand that life did not stop because we went to prison. You have responsibilities and you have things you got to take care of. The most important person that you have to take care of is yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't help anyone else out in any kind of way whether that be your inmate or your family or the people that you're responsible for you know like we were talking about the oxygen mask thing earlier you got to put that oxygen mask on yourself before you can help anyone else and so you know i if 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 you prison wives and girlfriends and, and husbands and dads and moms and sisters and brothers are are ever feeling that guilt like just know that like we're in there not we don't want you to feel that way 
because we know that you're there for us and and like we love that you're there for us even if we don't always say it in every conversation like we should like there is a lot of appreciation that goes on in the hearts of the of us inmates in there because we love you guys we love we love that you are there for us so basically your advice to them is don't let time stop for them no don't 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 do time with us because you, you don't deserve that i mean and i know you're going to do it anyway but live life to the fullest out here because the more you can enjoy life and you can show us how to enjoy life the right way when we get out we're going to be stronger for it because we're going to understand those experiences you go through when you tell us about them and we're going to know how to live a, a healthy lifestyle because of you right so that was totally way kind of off on huh? a little bit no no i still think you hit some stuff on the head you know? yeah So in conclusion to this podcast, I feel like our answers were fairly similar, Um, not being able to communicate as closely as we'd like to, obviously the physical touch, not being able to be there physically for each other as most normal couples can be is a big um, adjustment when you are dealing with a loved one who's incarcerated and there's a lot of other things that I really didn't think about um, from his perspective so I'm hoping that for you prison wives prison families that are listening in you can kind of take from what Christopher Big Wino said about his experience and like he said not everyone's gonna have the same outlook or opinions the way that he does but I feel like he has a good kind of gauge of how a lot of people feel in there we don't want our loved ones to make time stand still while we wait they still want us to live our life to the fullest and enjoy life as much as we can because like he said they don't really want us to do time with them even though some of us are going to do it anyways because we either feel guilty or we feel like we can't do life without the other person in our lives, which I've been guilty of myself, but I've learned a lot from this experience with him and continue to learn. So I'm hoping that with this podcast that you're able to learn a little bit more about your relationship and in yourself and maybe listen to this advice a little bit and maybe change some things that you're doing in your life. So with that being said, If you have any questions, any concerns, or if you want to reach out, you can contact us on Instagram at superwidetc. Send us some feedback, send us any notes, any questions, any concerns, and just let us know how you're feeling about the podcast. And once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. And we can't wait to share more with you. Tune in next Tuesday for episode number six. Take care.